Devin and Morgana have been celebrating midlife love by getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. They believe grown-up love gets better and more fun, especially for women. Everyone's smarter, wiser. Men are more relationship ready. And if they're not, it's obvious. Forget anything you were told about being too old or too late for love and adventure. Instead, get fresh new tips on dating, relating, and travel to exotic destinations. And best of all, call in for personal guidance, creating crazy, sexy midlife love in your life. And hello, welcome to Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. My name is Morgana. This is my husband, Devin. I'm still here. Yes, you are. So, But you're not going to be here in a few days. So what's going on with you, Devin? Oh, well, I am uh, taking actually probably the first solo trip that I've gone anywhere in probably years. I'm actually going to uh, my brother's memorial, which is a whole bag of worms. So there's a certain measure of sadness. It's a kind of a, uh, a complicated relationship. Um, and uh, so I'll be going to Chicago. And the only thing that I told my sister for sure, I mean, we're definitely, of course, we're having a memorial. We're going to have a family day. We're going to do some lovely things together. Um, but uh, we are, um, uh, what I have to have is White Castles, which is, you know, for those who don't know, in the Midwest, they have something called White Castles. I think you can get If them. you haven't seen the movie with Susan Sarandon and right, James Spader. Yeah. There's a bunch of, you know, White Castle references. They're sort of notorious or fantastic or something. And it's actually neither. Um, really, it's a tiny little hamburger with a big puffy bun. And in between the puffy bun is a paper thin slice of meat like substance with usually three or four micro crystals of onion and a tiny pickle. And this Slice. is this is the stuff I apparently we get excited about at midlife. Um, if you no, don't, I'm going to disagree. Okay, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say that um, it was. I think it's like an any age treat because at the time, and now I think you can buy them in specialty stores and things like that, frozen. Uh, but at the time, the only way you were going to have White Castles is you're driving to the Midwest. That's what you do, and so. Anytime I went with family, uh, specifically my parents, that was the thing. Like dad was the first available stop was to get a sack of White Castles because they were this big. And I think when he was young, they were like a penny a piece kind of thing. So you get like a nickel and you get a sack of, of these little micro burgers that weren't very good. But let's talk about why you're going to Chicago. Right. Am I? Am, is that like a Freudian thing where I'm not wanting to talk about my brother? No, that's just you. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm going uh, for the memorial of my brother who uh, died last year under what I'm understanding is somewhat quasi-mysterious circumstances. That's a much longer this story. This is very on brand for your family. Yeah, no, very much so. Um, and so, uh, he passed away last year in April and, and uh, like millions, like everybody else, like everybody else, we didn't or couldn't get together, um, or chose not to get together. 
Uh, and they kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. Uh, and then about maybe a couple months ago, it was like, okay, I think we're closing in. We're starting to get out of the woods. So let's plan Meaning for pandemic. Pandemic. Everybody's exactly. vaccinated. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's kind of what happens. I think everybody's now vaccinated, at least in my, in my family circle. And so uh, we're going to meet at my uh, sister's house, which is in the middle of you know, it's a tiny little dot of a town, uh, but she's there. So it makes the whole town valuable. Uh, and then I'll have a bunch of nieces and nephews and extended family who are going to be there. Um, but sadly, I will be by myself. Um, and uh, but we're going to have, you know, we'll have our adventure. I think we're going to be doing some everybody's going to sing songs kind of a thing well but there was a lot of drama going into this initially it was going to be a family thing with me and Devin's daughter and Devin going and I was really looking forward to meeting the family and now we have new variants and Devin's mom got very concerned and then I got very concerned so now now we're taking every safety protocol we possibly can including when Uh you get back Oh, yeah, no. But so, yeah, no. Having concerns is really downplaying the the conversation. Yeah. Really, it was like everybody lost their shit, which is fine. I totally get it. Like just where we are in human well, species. Well, there's only one stuff. of you. Right. Well, listen, I, I get to feel loved and that's good. And, you know, ultimately the conversation uh, that we had was, well, if you're going to go do this anyway, then you're going to need to quarantine, which by the way, is like, okay, fair enough. I can do that. Um, And ironically, I don't know if it was ironic. I mean, you know, there are people in the world that you just are, are really kind. And so I was calling because usually what I do is like when there's a dilemma, what I like to do is I want to get somebody who's not emotionally invested in the outcome. And truthfully, this is why I believe one of one of the good reasons of why we have therapists and we have coaches and things like that. I mean, there's, you know, great training and other things that people just don't know. Um, but it's great to get the the insights of somebody who's not emotionally invested in like the thing. Right. Um, oh, Oh, so do we uh, do we put a hold? It looks let's, like we let's have. Let's come back to that. Let's come back to that. Okay, let's. Uh, we I have, think we have Sabrina on line one. Let's right. bring Sabrina in. Who knows? So, okay, I'm going to continue with the story. But first, is Sabrina here? I am here. Hello, everyone. Oh, excellent. Let me turn up the sound so I can hear you a little better. Welcome, Sabrina. How are you? I am wonderful. Thanks for inviting me to the platform. Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. So, uh, Sabrina and I met on on a Zoom meeting earlier today, and I invited Sabrina to call in today, if you don't mind my sharing this little bit of background, because uh, if I recall correctly, you met your sweetie mm-hmm. later in life. Is that correct? Yes, I did. So, oh my goodness, should I tell my age? Um, you nobody like, knows. This is what, you know, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. So, I am sixty-three years old, and I am newlywed, married for five years. Many uh, blessings. 
Good on you. Newlywed Mary for five years. And so I met him, I guess, I must have gotten married when I was 58. Uh, we actually dated for a couple of years. And, wow, I mean, it was it was kind of a shock to me that I didn't think that would happen at my age. I, I just thought, there are younger women out there. <laughs> um, and well, that's, who, who that's true. <laughs> well, it is true. But there's also older guys out there, too. And I, I think that we were raised to equate youth with value. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more that human beings need and bring to the table besides youth. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's funny. I was raised in a house where my mother told these stories about, you know, like she would be she would be 19 years old and her parents were like, well, you're an old maid. You know, why are you not married at 19? And why are you not these things that you're supposed to be? And I think there was that thing that if you're not partnered up by a certain age, it was probably really uncomfortable. Well, and your mother also likes to talk a lot about keeping herself marketable. Well, that's a whole separate other kettle of fish that, you know, maybe one day she'll share. But so let's get back to Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah. So can I ask? I'm sorry, were you going to ask something? No, no, go ahead. You're doing great. um, This is actually a second marriage for me. Now, this is what's important about this story is because, you know, there's a mindset about divorced women. I had children, so my kids were maybe 10 and 12 when I divorced. I thought my life was literally over because I was in my 40s, and I thought my life was over. Um, what I didn't even really know how to date. That's another thing when you're older is, you know, how to attract someone, how to date. And so I just didn't even try. I really didn't even try. I wasn't looking. Um, but a comment was just made a few minutes ago about value systems and making it not about you know, you're too old. I mean, you're not, you know, why Why are you still an old, you know, old maid, not married or whatever. And the, the focus is so much on getting married by a certain age that we miss those values. And so the person that I ended up marrying became, was my best friend. We, we just mm-hmm. formed a relationship, a friendship that had really nothing to do with dating. I mean, did we go on dates? Yes. But the attraction was, I enjoy boating. Do you enjoy boating? I enjoy the beach. Do you enjoy the beach? Let's go to the beach. Let's go boating. And so we found ourselves just feeling the need of companionship and enjoying life together, which doesn't that make for a great marriage? Yes. Yeah. Without question, it makes for, I think, an ideal marriage. I mean, was there a moment where because if if you're describing, hey, you know, we 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 have these things in common. We like the beach. We like boating, and that's wonderful. But was there a moment where it was like, oh, this is not just boating? You know, was <laughs> well, was yeah. there a moment where it was like, ooh, I, I I like holding his hand or whatever that might be? I mean, in fact, speaking of holding his, oh. his hand, I I have yeah. a, a dear a, a longtime friend of mine who uh, was basically, because I asked her, well, how did you know? How did you know he was the guy? And they were crossing a busy street, and he held her hand and sort of led her, led her across the street safely. And that just filled her heart in a way that was like, yeah, that was little fireworks happening inside of her brain. Um, 
that really struck her as like, oh, this is a good guy. So what, what was the thing for you? And was there a thing? Well, yes, absolutely there was a thing. So um, I was afraid, obviously. I mean, c- committing to a relationship. I was really enjoying the companionship. He was too. And, you know, your girlfriends, your girlfriends, they're on cue. They're on point. They just notice everything. <laughs> One of my girlfriends says, uh, she already figured it out. Uh, what's going on with you? Call him JP. What's going on with you and JP? I said, what do you mean? What do you mean what's going on? <laughs> We're friends. And I was so defensive about that question. And that's when the truth came out. I'm like, wow, why did I, why was I a pincushion? Because there was some emotional commitment and I was not really ready to go there, I guess. Um, and that's when I realized. And so then... And that same evening, I circled back. I said, you know, to my girlfriend, I kind of reacted a little weird with that question. And that's because I think there is there is more there. And this is what she said to me. I hope your audience is listening. She says, well, Sabrina, here's a simple equation. Can you imagine your life with him or without him? I stopped for a minute. I says, well, I sure don't want him out of my life. There's your answer. And that's when I knew. This is the guy for me because I can't live without him. That's adorable. I love that. And I know that when we're younger women, we so often, because we want so much to be in a relationship, those of us who do, uh, that we have a tendency to date who the person could become instead Mm -hmm. of who the person is. And it sounds like you discovered that you really dug who the person was as he, as he was right then without needing to be changed. Yes, and let's be clear on that, too. We should not have any expectations of change. It's not going to happen. If we can't change ourselves, how can we change someone else? So I had already come to terms with that. What he was was exactly what he was. Same for me. And I accepted him whole. Were there some things? Of course. You You don't find a perfect individual, and neither I'm not perfect. But the whole person was exactly what? I needed and vice versa. I accepted that. I did not expect any change whatsoever. I like this guy. This is a guy that we established once we, I I feel like a teenager, once we established we were officially dating, (laughs) um, we we set date night. And and I was just telling uh, Morgana today that we still have date night every Friday. Since we've been married five years, we dated for a couple of years is date night. We still do that. I th- I, by the way, I think having sort of like what I like to call, I like the word ritual because it just implies that you are consciously doing a thing uh, to create mm-hmm. meaningfulness, you know, whether it's date night or whether it's even, okay, I'm going to church or something. Like, I think it's important mm-hmm. to have these kind of rituals that continue to bolster the things that we want in our lives. And if we want to have a good relationship we're probably going to have to do some kind of a something 
right, that I'm going to have to be aware of that I keep doing in order to make sure that that person that I'm in love with knows that I'm in love with them because the world's a scary place, right? And all kinds Mm -hmm. of nutty things happen. Uh, So I don't want her Mm -hmm. to lose sight of that. Um, And that I keep reminding myself, hey, oh, this is what's important to me. So I have to keep taking action in order to make sure that this thing, this the relationship, I'm saying thing, not as a relationship, but I'm saying thing because it could be kind of anything. In other words, if you want to be a better guitar player, then you probably are going to have to practice. So, Sabrina, back to you. How Mm -hmm. is this relationship different than your first marriage? Well, first of all, we were young. And, you know, you and I talked about that earlier today. Um, when you're young, you have butterflies in your stomach, and you you aren't really picking a life partner. You, you're just experiencing relationships. And what it, what, it, what is it like to dream about someone or to hold someone's hand? And, you know, all, and I like grape soda, and you like grape soda. And so you're really not picking a life partner. And so that experience was completely different. We were growing up. I was in my 20s, early 20s. I think I think he just turned 20. We, we were young. And so our value systems were different. Um, we, we didn't like quite a few things. There are things we did, but there are quite a few things we did. We just hadn't even established compatibility in, in our thought processes, decision-making processes, and so it was completely different. And this time around, I knew who I was and what I could offer in a relationship and what I was looking for. And I've heard people say, you know, you have your must-haves and can't stand. Have you guys heard that before? Totally. Yeah, I recommend yeah. it. Yeah, and I did the, I did the list. And, and he made the cut. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> he made the cut and he did it with me too you know we talked about that and the, the things our core value systems our, our spirituality our family values how we recreate how we interact with both people people so when we meet people we're both extroverts we enjoy that so that makes life a little bit easier than being with someone who's complete opposite not that that doesn't work but some don't, someone may be uncomfortable in a lot of scenarios around other people. So we just, all those things kind of blended. So, yes, and, and my ex-husband was really not an extrovert. Uh, so that, that, there was just a lot of things that if we'd have waited 10 years, I don't even know if we would have married because we'd have discovered those incompatibilities. Yeah. Well, again, what you said is really important. In other words, you were sort of going with your feeling, the butterflies in your stomach. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we've I think mm-hmm. we've all been there, especially when we're young, because we don't know what we're mm-hmm. doing. And there's this cute person on the other side of the room. And, you know, we're attracted. I still get butterflies. Well, butterflies are great. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not downplaying butterflies. What I'm saying is, is that there's a different headspace that's attached in between the butterflies and, okay, now I'm choosing a mate. And I think for somebody, you know, when we're crazy, sexy, midlife love, um, I don't know if we want to necessarily be crazy when we're choosing a life partner. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we can choose, we can use the crazy one, like, let's just go out and have fun. 
versus, oh, no, I want to make a serious long-term commitment with another person. I think those are different things. Like one requires just, I think, more consciousness. So can, can I ask... Can I ask you a question, Sabrina? Please do. So you s- describe this really beautiful moment where you're with your friends and you're like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. here's this guy. And maybe I'm, you know, like all of a sudden this realization, like he's this great guy. Was there mm-hmm. a moment where you with him transitioned from, oh, we're just two pals that are hanging around because we like the beach was there a moment of like, ooh, this is no, we're we're now moved, we've crossed the friend zone. Was there a moment or or was that something well, he always had in the back of his mind? Well, and you know, you're that's a fair question. So once I came to that realization about me, now what about him? So um I requested a dinner date and I told him, you know, Let's go to dinner, but this is a different dinner day. There's some things I'd like to talk about. Mm. What is it? <laughs> well, there's <laughs> just some things. Because I, I needed to respect him, first of all. And I, I didn't want to assume we were somewhere that we weren't. So out of respect for him and also respect for myself, too. So uh, we went to a really nice restaurant. And, you know, I we talked about all these things that we had in common, how much we really enjoy each other. And I... I said, well, you know, um, I see a lot of qualities in you. We've talked about these things that um, I smile when I think about them. How do you feel about that? And, you know, he, he well, I agree, I agree. So are you ready to take this to the next level? And that's a scary thing for a guy, too, now. He's, he's, he's around my age. He's a little bit older than me. I'm 63, he's 66 now. So, um, that's kind of nerve-wracking, too. Yeah, um, no, it's... it's, <laughs> that you, it's you under- I mean, I... Yeah, but it, it sounds like you made it as safe for him as could possibly be. I have... It's impossible for me to imagine that he didn't already dig you. He was investing a lot of time into being with you. I think a man hearing that a beautiful woman thinks about him and smiles, he probably puffed up a few sizes in the shoulder when he heard that. Oh, see, okay. So I have to speak on behalf of men. Go ahead. We are dense. We are dense and thick and stupid. And I say this with love. I'm just saying that I believe um, that women tend to be far more emotionally equipped like they're ahead of the game. Their emotional intelligence mm-hmm. tends to mm-hmm. be higher. And so mm-hmm. I could I could certainly conceive of, well, but you made me smile and him going, oh, well, that's great. Well, let's go, you know. <laughs> like, I'm going to drink now. <laughs> let's go play shuffleboard. Like I could see where that went like in one ear. It connected to nothing in his brain and went out the other way thinking, oh, well, we're still pals. I'm glad that she, I made her smile this time. So I'm okay, curious. So, right. So I want to hear I more of the story. There is more. There is more. Okay. So I knew uh, human behavior too and haven't been married before. And, and I knew that when I left that restaurant, we both had to have an understanding. That was my, that was, 
what I had in my mind. Because, you know, women, you know how we are. And it was nothing manipulative. I, I just needed to know if we were on the same page. You wanted now, security. Guy, yeah. You know, being a guy, guys don't like to be boxed in a corner or they don't like to be set up. They don't like that. And so I, I did not want him to it's feel true. that way whatsoever. I was comfortable that there was an attraction there. But now, was he ready to acknowledge the relationship and move forward? That was the question. Now, well, and, and what's the answer? Wait, wait, no, I want, to prolong, I want to prolong <laughs> the, the answer. Had he been married previously? Yes, he had. He had been okay. married previously. And, okay. And he had been single. So understand, we both had been single for about 10 years. Gotcha. So he was right. enjoying his singleness. He was enjoying his singleness. Um, and and both of our kids now, I have children. They're 18 and his kids are eight. So we didn't have that in the mix. There was, there was nothing there. We were free as a bird. I had my home. He had his place. So this was purely, hey, single, cute, handsome guy. You know, are you ready to commit to a relationship? Just commit to a relationship. We're not talking about marriage or anything like that. Um, we are, you know, are you ready to commit to a relationship? Because that, let me tell you, that takes it to another level now. You know Very that. much so. Oh, yeah. No, I can I mean, see him climbing out of the window. Yeah. But he could also Thank be you. like, oh, she's making <laughs> she's making me fall in love with her. So, so all right. So, um, there we mm -hmm. are. It's The cards are, well, you're asking for him to turn the cards face up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. All oh, right, let's thank you. Down. Let's turn them up. I love yeah. that. What do you got? So that's exactly what Yeah, what do you got? And I saw him twitching a couple times in his seat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think about my reaction when my girlfriend asked me. What was my reaction? I put those walls up right away. Right, like, defensive and uncomfortable. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. But then again, you start thinking about it. And so, you know, he was twitching a little in his seat, you know, I, I don't know. And I'm sure he had thought about it, but he really didn't have to think about it because neither one of us pushed each other to that level. You know, hey, we, mm. we might have still been dating. I don't know. But at some point, let's define the relationship. And, and I said, well, you know, this has been a couple of years and uh, not a lot of years, but where are you with this? I said, I, you know, you deserve to know. I didn't make it about me. You deserve to know. Because I could be occupying your time that you could be spending with someone else. Mm -hmm. You deserve to know. Wow. Now, in a sense, what I was saying was, can you live with me or live without me? Mm -hmm. In a sense, that's what I was saying to him. And, and then he, he didn't want to lose me. He didn't want to lose me. Well, that's great. So he, so I, I guess he, he was like, "Yes, let's move forward." It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, hey, yeah, let's just officially date. He said, "You know, yeah, you know, you're right." Um, we're older, probably a little fear in there, a little, a little bit older than Morgana was, and um, a little bit of fear in there. But you know what? We've discovered something here in each other. Let's. Let's try to let's try to go to the next level. And, and he said, "Yeah, I I I want to I want to like officially date. We're an official couple because see what what happens when you do that? That means we're not dating anybody else. 
We're not mm. we're not going to be winking and blinking and flirting. I'm not saying that those things happen, <laughs> but I'm okay. You're a guy. You're a guy, but it means you're off the market. Right. It means you're off the market. And no more no more That's winking and blinking. No more winking and blinking. Right. I love that, by the way. I think that's great. (laughs) I'm being totally upfront and honest here. So if anybody. I have no doubt. Don't happen. I mean, come on. So um, and and on both sides, too. I'm not dating anybody. I can do what I want to do. You know, I can. I want to flirt. I flirt. So when you when you establish the virtual contract, so to speak, you know, we're dating, it does change things. And it was. It kind of felt good that we were doing that. But then on the other side, it was a little bit of fear, too. We're dating. I'm hoping that nobody expects us to get married right now. (laughs) I wasn't saying, let's get married. Let's date and see how that feels, understanding now we're evaluating each other for a life partner from here on and solidifying it possibly. Because I believe in marriage. And, and get married. And that was a whole different ball game. But it did feel good once we owned our feelings. Mm. It was it felt good. I just love that you got to know each other without any pressure or agenda over a period of time to really get to know each other uh first so that you knew who you wanted and you were saying yes to instead of being clouded by fantasy. How did the two of you meet? Well, this is really crazy. So years prior, I knew his ex-wife and he knew my ex-husband, but we didn't know each other. That is really weird. And so when I separated from my husband... Um, I'm a religious person. I, I wanted to, ch- I didn't want to go to the same religious affiliate place that my husband was going to. So I just kind of closed. I pointed and clicked <laughs> and chose a place to go to. And there he was. Mm. So after service, he came up to me, he says, you're a farmer's wife, aren't you? And that kind of made the hairs in the back of my neck go up because I'm separated and not feeling too good about this guy. You know, I said, right. hey, what do you mean? I'm fine. No, I'm not. Uh, and he was like, what did I say wrong? So it kind of started out like that. And I thought, why am I reacting to this guy this way? He hasn't done anything wrong. I need to start this process over. And I just said, hey, by the way, I'm so-and-so-and-so. Who are you? Let's shake hands, be friends. So we really started out like a friendship. Like, you know what? She, I get her. She's going through this separation with her husband. So obviously, I wasn't trying to date him. He wasn't trying to date me, which made it really nice because we really could be friends. And it became more of a support relationship. More of, We started calling each other and talking on the phone. And next thing you know, we're talking quite regularly. <laughs> um, and it was it just felt so good that I could talk to someone and not have any expectations. Morgana, does that make sense? I'm sure you've probably, before you married, you maybe there were expectations and there shouldn't have been or whatever. It just felt good not to have those things there. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. That It just feels you had a real relationship before it was a romantic relationship. You had a heart yes. connection. Um, yes. That's 
you know, that's the best way to build a relationship. Um, what do you adore about your husband? Um, he wants me to experience life and try new things. And first time I went on a canoe trip, it was because he took me on a canoe trip. I swung on a tire from a oak tree over a lake because he had me experience that. I put a dive helmet on for the first time and a little um, oxygen regulator and did that for the first time. I put a wetsuit on for the first time. So he's all about life and experiencing life. And I know I'm always going to experience new things when I'm with him. And that's what I adore about him. So can I ask you uh, probably a question that allows you to not be humble if you choose to, what do you mm -hmm. think that, what do you think that you feed to him? What do you give him that kind of fills him and, you know, his life? A great listening ear, actually. Um, that was the one thing he said, Sabrina, he says, um, you know, you really, you take your time with me and you listen. Because we weren't dating, dating when we met, I could really listen to him. I didn't have to fluff him up and blow smoke and, you know, romanticize him and, you know, ego stroke, anything like that. And so I really listened to everything from business to family, what he really thought about life in general, just, just everything. And then he's into archaeology, so... I wasn't into archaeology, but I got into it because it was important to him. He would bring these books over, and we'd look at these books, and he, he was able to explain all these things. That's like touching his heart. That is like touching. When I opened those books up and got into it and got into his diving and all of that, oh, my goodness, that was the most important thing in the world because those were the things that were important to him. And I find all too often in relationships, when one per there's something that's really important to one person and you don't support it, you've just sabotaged that relationship. Hmm. A man's a man defines himself through his interests. Uh, mm -hmm. What there are a few things that you said that I really hope our listeners are tuning into deeply. Um, the first one was the variety of things that you do together. When you do mm -hmm. novel things, it just, it keeps the love fresh and alive. It also keeps you young and healthy and vibrant for a really, really long time. It's just new neural pathways, but it's also bonding you together. Uh, and it, it keeps the romance awake, trying new things together and then they become your experiences together that's that's why Devin and I get married all over the world it's just I loved so much everything you shared with the new things that you're trying and and like this richer life that the two of you have by virtue of getting to share these experiences together and the other piece was just the deep listening and being open and respectful of his interests and curious about his interests without losing yourself, which is kind of mm -hmm. that thing that we young, younger women did. <laughs> oh, you're into mixed martial art, violent horror movies. Okay. 
Well, okay, I'm 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 going to say that men have the same capacity to lose themselves and their woman. Okay. I think I think that happens on both sides of the equation. That is just I think that's what happens sometimes, especially when you know the heart is fluttering and we're not necessarily is this the right person for the long term committed relationship? I'm just running with this emotional. Thing. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in that. Well, that's good to know because I, I wasn't aware of that because I'm not a guy. Um, I was not so aware of that either. Right? Yeah, no, no. We, I mean, we, I think men and women have enormous overlap in terms of consciousness, right? And the kinds of things that we think about. And then there's a, a like a gear that's kind of more man. And I think there's a gear that's a little bit more woman, right? And, you know, I think it can switch back and forth. But by and large, I think, and this is kind of a study sort of thing that, you know, men tend to be more interested in things and women tend to be more interested in community and other people. Mm. Of course, that's not 100% all the time. Absolute, you know what I mean? In other words, you know, um, I tend to be more of the social butterfly between Morgana and I. Um, I'm the introvert, by the way. Yeah, she's the introvert, uh, ironically. Oh, my goodness. Enough. Yeah, so, um, but she's a great pretend extrovert. <laughs> she's really good at it. But, she's so, but, Yeah, no, she's absolutely. Um, but yeah, she's not, it's it's more my thing, which is, you know, that's fine. Like, I accept that, but... My, my point and being, before we get to yeah. your point, and we have a couple of friends who broke up over the introvert extrovert thing, because that was a deal breaker for them. For us, it's like, oh, Devin wants to go off and do something. Bye. Have fun. Yeah, see you when you get back. Yeah, that she doesn't want to go, <laughs> and, which is and fine. Unless it's... unless he needs me there and then I'm there. And right. so the things that might be intolerable for somebody else, it's just fine. He can. He doesn't feel hurt or lonely that I'm not on his arm when he goes out to. And, and I'm not, it's not like I'm running to parties. That's no, for sure. he, usually it's spiritual groups and stuff like that. Right. And, and, and I don't feel abandoned because I know that, that his social life outside of me is what he needs to be the best man he can be. So that it like fills his tank when he comes back to me, but I fill my tank alone when I come to him, if that makes any sense to you, Sabrina. It does. And may I comment on that? Yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. So um, we have our own separate interests. Um, like for instance, he was out fooling with some boat today and all of this going on. I didn't go. I didn't. I had too many things going on. I didn't want to go, but I took an interest. I called him maybe twice. Said, "How are you doing on the boat? What's going on? Oh, everything good? That's fine, you know." And so we do take interest. You know, I don't have to be under him twenty four seven. Vice versa, I have a lot of community things to do. I'm I'm an author. I'm always out networking. He does not go. He doesn't go. He'll go to one networking event here or there, but for the most part. But you know, he makes sure I get there. He makes sure I have everything I need when I go. He helps me unload if there's anything I take when I come back. So we support each other, but we don't have to be underneath each other. And there are some things that we will do alone that we're just really good at that the other person isn't. Like you said, Morgana, Mm -hmm. both of you said that. But 
we we support it, whatever it is. Honey, you got this. You know, hope everything works out great. What can I do to help you? And so we, you know, we do we support each other. It sounds like such a great relationship. You had a point to well, make. I lost it. Oh well, before you go to it your went, point, I want to poof, say one other poof thing. in the air, just disappeared. Let me, let me say one other thing, uh, even for the audience. One of the things that really cemented our relationship when we were dating, and we still do now, besides the date night, is we took dance lessons together. Now, neither one of us, I mean, we danced independently, but we didn't couple dance. We did So we just, let's go take dance lessons together. What, and it's what learning. Kind of dance? Salsa and bachata and. Um, merengue? Merengue, ballroom, uh, tango. <laughs> We took all, all the formal dance lessons and we had a blast and we still do it now. So one thing that people will tell you is they enjoy seeing us dance together. Mm. They love it when we dance together. We love it. We still have that magic and that chemistry, but neither one of us did that before we started dating. We took that on as a, as a, as a let's do this together thing and we learned together and we just found that we we really enjoy it. And we'll just break out dancing at home. If there's music going on, this is kind of silly, but when, when Morgana says she still gets the butterflies, if we turn music on, I'll say, let's dance. Or he'll say, let's dance. And we'll just sweep each other across the floor in the living room and dance just because we enjoy it. We understand. Devin and I are West Coast swing dancers, and, and we took tango. Uh, we're hoping to... <laughs> We bought tickets. We're planning to go to South America and dance in Argentina in January. Right. Oh to my do some word. tango. Yes. I love so it. yeah, I get it. I mean, and by the way, we are the we are the couple that if we're at the market and there's good music playing, we'll she'll dance the whole song, but I'll be like, Okay, I'll dance a verse with you. We do too. <laughs> we he'll grab my my husband will grab my arm. I'll like, Are you gonna do this? So yeah, anywhere in public. <laughs> yes. I will say, <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're I happy to do that. It. I think it, it's listen, fun. I think it keeps you young. I think it keeps your brain healthy, the whole dancing thing, and lots of good stuff to be, to be sure. And it's so much fun to dance with somebody you love. It's just, you know, music it and is. movement and love. Yeah. It is. And, you know, there are a lot of, Singles and couples, and I'm sure you've seen that, when they watch you dance, you can tell they wish they were doing the same thing. There's something mm. magical about dancing. But if you're in a relationship where one likes to dance and one doesn't, it's really kind of hard. It really is. I can't even imagine if you didn't enjoy dancing, and I did. But I've seen people look and go, wow, I wish. Or they look at their husband or wife and they shake no. <laughs> they shake their head no. Because they know that there's something magical about dancing. Well, my husband actually, I had been a professional ballerina many decades ago and also did a lot of, you know, modern and jazz and African and tap and all sorts of stuff when I was young. And when... My, when we found out that my father had Alzheimer's, I heard from a doctor who said that partner dancing, like what you're doing is the number one activity to prevent and reverse dementia. 
And I told my husband that. And he just took that in and went online and signed us up for dance classes. And Devin has no, no dance background at all. Not even, not even a little bit. But it's, it's that generosity. So like when we were going back to, like you said, at the beginning of our conversation, well, there are younger women. That's such a, it, it, there's so much more to relationship than in experience, you know, <laughs> that, you know, when, when you're a grown up, and that's what I love about midlife is you just, you show up differently, you know, you just, you bring so much, you, we have experience, we've had our hearts broken, broken. and we learn, and we learn what matters. And from my experience, uh, I found such better relationship-ready men in midlife than I ever, ever met when I was a kid, when I was in my teens and 20s and even my 30s. We were all, you know, very kind of well-intentioned, but educated by movies, which is not where to learn about relationship. No, and that's so unrealistic. Yeah, and you just, we be, I think, hopefully, we learn from what we've been through and we become better quality relationship partners with time. Like, aren't, don't you think you're a better relationship partner now than you were maybe with your first, with your first husband? A hundred percent. I'm just, I'm a better giver. I'm more patient. I'm realistic. Um, I am a good listener. I just, I'm just, I'm grown up now. And Mm. I wasn't in my twenties. I was very selfish and self-centered and, and, and Devin, I just didn't understand men. Well, I, to be quite honest with you, we my, my point that I was trying to make a little bit earlier is that we are, in fact, different. We just see things differently. We have a different set of not values, per se, but the way we we the way we see things um, is different. It's not like one is better than the other. I kind of look at them as being puzzle pieces that fit together. And it's not going to be the exact same piece that locks in, you know, with with the other one. Um, there needs to be something that configures so they can kind of mesh and, and work together. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I think that's true. I mean, I guarantee you, cause you know, I speak to men and women on a professional level all the time and men don't understand women um, and yeah. women don't understand men. And I think it's, you know, one of the things that I talk a lot about is having an alliance with somebody that you're not romantically, nor will you be romantically linked with. Uh, somebody that you can just say, well, what's the guy's perspective of this? Or what's the woman's perspective on this? And then little by little, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that all women will agree or all men will agree. As a matter of fact, they won't. Uh, but it'll offer you probably a perspective that you don't have. Because I think what it's what I know can happen, especially when your heart is on the line, is that you can jump to a conclusion. When I say you, I'm just talking about like all of us. Uh, we're capable of jumping to a conclusion based upon the way we might respond to a problem or we might respond to a, cir- a particular circumstance rather than kind of uh, really understanding that there are other ways to get to this conclusion. 
So that is so true. And they well, what is the uh, the adage? Um, who is it? Men think and women feel. You've heard that it says men think. Oh yeah, and of women course. Feel. Sure. Uh, and that's what they say. But the I guess the true side of it is men. We are programmed differently. And women do tend to see things a little bit more on the emotion. We go with our feelings. You know, a mother with a child, a mother with her sister, her mom. We do. And, and guys, they're the solution people. That's the men from Mars and Venus, whatever that book is. I've, I've read it. But we kind of go from there. So men are programmed different. And when you're younger, in your 20s, you don't understand all that logic and science and how men think and women think. And that's why those are turbulent years and turbulent marriages because you you haven't learned those those things about life and human beings. Yeah. And I want to put in there because I also come from a, a family of women who just love science and math. Um, and for the women who, and I, you know, I was also raised on Disney princesses like that. That was my role model, my early childhood programming for relationship and for a lot of us. Um, women tend to get punished for, and men too, for not fitting the kind of narrow gender roles. It's, it's actually really uh, nice to see. I think that we're, we're shifting culturally to like uh, respect more diversity of people. And so for women who tend to be more analytical, they can be really punished and told that they aren't being uh or that they're being too masculine and that's why you're single. And I actually think that it's just means that whatever, whatever you've been told of why you're never going to have a relationship because you're, and I, and I hear this all the time because you're too old or you're too this shape of your body or you're this uh, personality or whatever. It just means you aren't right for that person. But what makes you not right for the wrong person is actually what's going to make you more right for your person. It shouldn't, more you shouldn't have to squeeze yourself into a shape that isn't your shape. Because more if Canada, you do, beautiful. yeah, nobody can love you if you're not pretending, <laughs> if you're pretending to be what you're not. Mm. Powerful. May I ask Devin a question along the lines of what you just said? Yeah, sure. Um, Devin, so, because I have a couple of single girlfriends, they're in their 50s now. Mm-hmm. And so quite naturally, if you're, you know, 50s, if you learn to take care of yourself, you could be perceived as independent. Mm-hmm. And I've heard comments from some men, well, nobody's going to want you. You're too independent. But Morgan said, maybe that's your strength. Maybe that's your personality. Maybe you're programmed with that math and science skill, and maybe maybe that's you. So how do women deal with that? I mean, should they feel no guy's going to want them because maybe they're a little bit sharper in this department? Or Yeah, I, I already have your answer. Um, it's So here's the thing. If, if your strong, independent women friends who are in their 50s pretend mm-hmm. that they are not 
strong and independent, mm -hmm. they will be attracting men who are looking to potentially caretake them. And that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody who's going to fit their strong, independent nature. It's as simple as that. And so what that means is here's the thing. I'm not looking like, you know, I married this one person. I'm not looking to marry a consensus of women or a group of women or an idea of women. I'm looking for the one right woman. So I think it's fine that some, some people like, well, they're too strong and independent. That's fine. And they're not for the person who made that comment. They are for the they are for the men who are in a place emotionally and spiritually to work well with somebody who's a strong independent woman. I like know, I'm, right? Like I'm fine with whatever. Good. I'm I'm married to strong independent woman. So it's like it's it's not a problem for me. It could be for lots of other men for whatever reason. It's not a right or wrong thing. I'm not intending to be the right man for every single woman. Phew. I right? That, that's a load off my wife's mind. I'm just looking to be a good partner for my wife. And so I guess really what I'm saying is, you know, I, I think that the the women in question that you're referring to should go out and be as strong and independent as they need to be and date as exactly who they are, because that way, if somebody rejects them, they know what they're re being rejected by. Right. If it's not the right compatibility, but if they're going out into the world and being completely transparent and honest with who they are, that person who they're looking for is more likely to see them just as they are in the right way. Should we talk about the multitude of men I turned off by being myself for yeah, years? And that's fine. You know it, what I mean? it made me available for the right person. I'm just mm. uh, all of a sudden I'm realizing that this time has slid by quite quickly. Are you I, looking at... Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. What are you saying? I'm pointing at the clock. Yeah, fine. Oh, I can see the clock too. Yeah. We haven't heard anything from our producer. Keep going. Um, <laughs> we are do, such I professionals here, Sabrina. Oh, okay. Well, I want to make sure that I invite my single girlfriend to listen to this because I want to say at least the past 10 minutes specifically to them about their status. And Devin, you made some great points and you did too, Morgana, about they just haven't met that person that's accepting of them because they are trying to not show that they're powerful, but they not powerful, but they're smart. They're just strong in certain areas and they are independent. But why have that? them like, yeah, have them call into the show in two weeks. Next week we have okay. uh, a, we have a guest, so we're not taking uh, calls. But have them call in two weeks because I have I, I have a lot of experience on the strong, independent woman side of it. So I have some mm -hmm. ideas about things they may be doing that are not helpful to them. But at the same time, it's really, really important for them to not tone themselves down to actually be themselves. So it's it's just dating is just like business, just like if you want ideal clients or mm -hmm. you you have to be willing to repel the wrong people so that the right people can find you. And that's Ooh. that's tr that's so true in love. And the things that 
it, it's so funny is Devin and I were dating and I would learn more and more very specific things about him that might make him wrong for other women, but made him more right for me. Like his, his interest the stuff. in, yeah. The stuff. I mean, again, we're all a little bit different and I think we get to accept that. And I think part of the problem is, is that we go out into the world and there's some sort of a, some sort of a general imaginary idea that we need to be a particular way. And that particular way, like you're not going to be able to please everybody all the time. You're just yeah. not. And so we're not looking to do that. Please yourself, get to know who you are, get to know some of your strengths, uh, learn some of your weaknesses. And if you want, go work on those or not or whatever, go out into the world and enjoy yourself. And I imagine that being your best self will give you an opportunity to attract uh, your best partner. And I also think from my own personal experience that how I showed up on dates told me a lot about who I was with. Like I was way more braggy with the wrong guys. Mm. When I met Devin, I didn't, I did not feel like I needed to impress him with my business success and blah, 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 blah. Oh, because that, that's a very interesting comment. Why did I do that? Uh, no, no, I don't. No, I don't remember. Well, no, because I mean, here's the thing. I think a relationship. We already know that relationships are challenging to some degree, but I don't think they're intended to just be hard. I think they're supposed to be easy, but we have life difficulty that we go through together. But I think, for the most part, I think it's supposed to be easy that we're together, and I think we're supposed to be compatible and comfortable, and and you know that idea of being who you are. So. It looks like we're just about out of time. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for calling. Yeah, you were totally fun. made the call. Uh, we'll have to follow up on the story that Devin was telling in the beginning. At, <laughs> on the other side of there. it, right, right. Um, <laughs> that you were so much more interesting. Way more interesting. No, but it's a good story, yes. but that's you know. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get back to it in a couple of weeks if we remember. So what do we do? What are we up to now? What's the next thing? What's happening next week? Next week we have. A great guest, Coach Evan Mark Katz. Oh, yeah, I know. He's good. You're going to love this episode. And and also a really good one for your friend, Sabrina, to tune in. But still, have them call us in two weeks because there's nothing more fun than having a conversation. So thank you, Sabrina. Thank you. Thanks both yeah. of you so much. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. We did, too. Thank you so much, Sabrina. And we would, the show will be back next week, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. We have our guest, Evan Mark Katz, next week. And then in two weeks, we'll be live again, talking to amazing people like Sabrina and anybody else who wants to call in. And uh, thank you for being with us for another hour of Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. Thank you for listening to Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. Please sign up to join our free love family at CrazySexyMidlifeLove.com to get alerts to live shows, call in and ask questions, or just listen in. And ladies, don't forget to download Devin's free ebook, Women Are Smarter Than Men and Other Secrets Marriage-Minded Women Need to Know. Also available at crazysexymidlifelove.com